0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host, Diane Gibbs, and this is the last episode. This is episode 280. Not the last episode ever, but the last episode of 2018. And I am super excited. I actually was telling Natalie, I was a little I had contacted her two years ago to talk to her about something, and she said yes, here's my email. And then I waited two years to reach out, but then I finally did. And I don't know if I was just intimidated or if I was nervous, because to me, Natalie's big business, it's not like business like IBM or something stuffy, but like somebody who I really admire and somebody I, my first design job was really in the craft industry. So I kind of got this inundation with a lot of crafters, which I fell in love with. And so I'm, I feel really blessed to, yeah. I, to have you on the show, Natalie. And so we're going to talk about a bunch of things, but I'm going to tell you a couple of things. Whoops. Oh. Something fell on the floor. I'm going to, there's nothing wrong with this book. It's brand new, but I just put post its in it. I will take the post its out, but one of you will get this book. I'm going to send this to you. This will be your early Christmas present at the end. So if you want to be counted, then you have to do something in the chat. The more times you put your name, not just like your name in the chat, like just individual letters, don't do that. Like the more time you talk, then those will be entries into, into the, the Get this. and We're going to go through it in a little bit. So without further ado, we're going to get busy. Natalie, I want you to give them kind of the Wikipedia version maybe of, or your artist bio, your author bio that maybe that people would get. So they kind of get an idea because you didn't start out at, well, you started out as an artist, but you didn't start your career life out as an artist. Can you kind of give them a background on that?
1: Yeah, um, thanks, for, thanks for having me, Diane. I'm super excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but it will get better, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Stella Kolbeck. I have a thick German accent because I am originally from Germany. I live in uh, New Jersey, Jersey City. Um, and um, I was not an artist all the time or uh, crafter, maker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I actually studied law. I liked art a lot in school had a very awesome um, art teacher in fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And then in eighth grade, I had a new um, teacher and she wanted us to do a sketch of our pencil case. And she came behind me and she just looked at my pencil case and she said, I don't know, Nelly, you really don't have any talents. (laughs) So, you know, in that age, you're like, okay, I, I guess she's right. And so I did not do anything artsy or whatever. Um, I dabbled around a little bit in some some creative stuff, but not really. Um and I did the next uh plausible thing. I studied law when I was <laughs> so, so I was a paralegal uh, actually for 17 years. So I really enjoyed my job. I worked in two um law offices that were um very very cool and nice and Uh, pro bono, and I enjoyed that work, and I um, learned a lot from working in the law office. And then in 2003, um, uh, so I would always craft something, do something with my hands, but in 2003, um, I got married uh, to my American husband. We lived in Germany, and um, somehow I got into this uh, thing of scrapbooking, and it spoke to me, uh, not the rigidness of, Mm, how it was back then um, that's a different topic but um, I liked the like I liked the sorts of different papers and there were all kinds of ways of storytelling and I mm. found that very interesting to combine um, the story of you know your day or your family or whatever you want uh, with something that's uh, visual and tactile and it really intrigued me so I started out with that i uh, devolved into this, but I was a rebel. I'm always a rebel, I guess. And um, I really didn't like this whole, like, you can only use certain products and it has to be acid-free. There there were, like, so many rules. It was kind of ridiculous. And so I I just did my own thing. I started to use, like, right away, like, paint. I sewed on paper. I uh, did all kinds of stuff that was uh, sniffed on back then. Thanks. And... Um, but I started writing a blog, so that's basically, I think, the biggest point um, that led to everything that um, started later. So, in 2004, I started a blog, and I wrote everything about, you know, what I was discovering, and like how I would like, you know, learn how to use certain paint media and use them, or how I would do certain things. Uh, and I, yeah, I was just like early that I did that. So there were a lot of people that joined me. Um, I had some, you know, followers that would read what I was reading, uh, writing. And first I started out in German, then in English. You said the Wikipedia part, right? I'm too long. (laughs) No, no,
0: I'm good. This is all interesting. This is good. This is good. Keep going.
1: (laughs) So anyway, I wrote the blog first in German, then I did it in two languages. Then later I switched to just, English because it was just too much to do Um, and you get lazy, you know, every day. And so um, when did you um, move?
0: When did y'all move to America?
1: I moved in 2013. So, um, but I, I did the English block before um, just because it was like, you know, such a, I love that there was such a connection worldwide and, you know, you connect with other people and English was just the natural thing um, to do. Um, to reach other people too. And then um, early on in 2006, I think I was asked to uh, come and teach in Berlin. I was, you know, someone was thought I was doing a good job and I could tell other people how to do that. So I was like, okay, I will try. And then- um, But you're still a paralegal at this time? I'm still a paralegal. And then I did, I I started started to get invited um, like all over Europe um and then at some point in 2000 and actually it's exactly two days ago no sunday seven years ago um i quit my job in the law office um so you know in germany we have a lot of vacation time um we we we're very spoiled i had six weeks of vacation but i used all my vacation up basically to travel and to teach. And I, I loved it. I had a lot of fun. My my husband was very supportive, or he is still <laughs> very supportive. And um, so I would basically t- take all my free time and weekends and, and travel around in Europe and teach. And um, like a year before I quit my job, it started that um, I was asked to teach internationally more. And I had a it lined up in Australia and in Greece. Uh, well, I, it was internationally. I mean, also you know, further than just Europe. But like in Europe, I would go to Israel, to Greece, to you know, Italy. I uh, was in Luxembourg. Like all kinds of you know, countries, and um, and I asked myself, like, what do I really love to do? And that was, I really love teaching, I really love designing things, I really love writing. And so I decided to quit my job seven years ago, and I walked into the law office and I said, hey, Love you guys, love working with you, but um, I'm insane and I'm crazy and I'm very scared, but I'm going to quit. So I did quit and I thought, you know, you try it for three years. Anyway, it's uh, seven years ago um, and after that happened, things just kind of um, got crazier for me. Um, I released my first uh, licensed stencils uh, in 2013 with a small company, Stencil Girl. I released some uh stems in um and um i think 16 i have to look up the dates again <laughs> but i also became like i also moved to the states in 2013 you know um i sold my first paintings at my first um exhibition in 2013 um and then i was a brand ambassador for a paint um, acrylic paint manufacturer called liquitex which some of you might now Uh, So I was a sponsored artist and brand ambassador for a while for them and did videos and packaging and uh, also consulting um, because they wanted to branch out in the craft area a little bit more. So I did a lot of consulting for other companies too. And then um, I licensed foam stamps and I wrote a book which was released last year, started teaching for Pratt uh, continuing education. And so, yeah, that's, the very, very, very long.
0: <laughs> but but you you also. Um, what year was Creative Jumpstart the first year?
1: Uh, that is uh, 2011, and I think 2012 we launched it the first time. Wait, it's uh, 2009, 2000, 2011. Sorry. Okay,
0: so so in all of that, you also did this other thing, which you didn't mention, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit, which is the way I kind of got introduced to you. So, all right. So you kind of, you took you took care of question one and a little bit of question two. Going full-time, you were working full-time and then you just cold turkey kind of, I mean, I'm sure you and your husband discussed it and you <laughs> planned for some, it wasn't like, hey, you know what, I'm going to go and quit today. But what, um, how did that, 'Cause that's a different life. I think Alicia kind of she quit her job in September and she so she was still doing creative work. So it wasn't as 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 drastic. Mm-hmm. But I think going from working for yourself working for somebody else to working for yourself, maybe because you had been doing it for so many years mm-hmm. and you've been traveling. So it's kind of like what I consider people like kind of getting their side gig going. And now their side gig kind of takes up so much of their time that it's it's too much to have this full-time mm-hmm. job in the side gate. Is that kind of where you were in, in 2000? Oh, what uh, year did you quit? 2000 years ago,
1: 2012. Yeah. Okay. Is
0: uh, that kind of where you were?
1: 2000, yeah. 2011, 2012, I stopped. Yeah. Um, I think because I, you know, I didn't just like go out there and say, Hey, no, I'm going to be a teaching illustrator whatever whatever you think you know um i i did this for so many years and um i built up relationships and um you know um had experiences i went back to certain locations where i had taught before you know you you kind of like get a feel like Mm -hmm. what could you do um you know in this time span that you have but then there is possibilities for maybe more if you would have to have more time to um, give all your you know, time to this right. um, certain and, and adventure. And I also had dreams of course of, you know, I wanted to do products or licensing design. I wanted to write a book. So um, I knew I would not be able and sustain if I would stay in my other job. Um, luckily enough, of course, this is something that you can probably do when you have, you know, I have a very supportive husband, who um, you know was like, yeah, let's try it and see if it if it goes uh, for free. You know, if it goes in three years, then you're good, and otherwise, you can still go back.
0: So you gave it kind of a three year window. Yes. So did you kind of have a plan? Like, did you sit down and kind of do a business plan on it, or did you just like, hey, I want to be in a gallery. I have these goals. I want to do a product, and then you were like, okay, I got to figure out how to make these connections, or you already had some of those connections.
1: I had some of the connections and I also thought about like what, what is possible uh, to do. Um, But I have to say that a lot of the things that happened to me later also happened because I was at the right time at the right place. And I also, um, I also realized I just going to take the chance and open the door that was in front of me. Sounds a little bit weird and wishy, but you know, no, but, but I can't say like, Oh, I totally, Like I knew at some point I wanted to write a book and I submitted, but I never got accepted. Um, But it wasn't like, you know, by this and this time, I'm going to do that. And by this and this time, it was not like, not a real good business plan.
0: (laughs) But you had these goals of things that you were going to try and accomplish right Right. maybe that book didn't get published but you had another book published (laughs) and then you learned about publishing and i don't know if you would maybe do it the same way so there's all these other ways of getting books published nowadays there's so much self-publishing right and and i don't know it we've talked about that with other uh, other uh brian who's in here um he's in kansas he's done kickstarters with books and things like that as well so okay so um since full time, since you've gone, so seven years, so you've mm-hmm. done creative jumpstart. So let's just give them, I'm going to share my screen real quick and I'm going to, um, let's see, where is that thing? Okay. So tell them, cause this is how I met you. Not that I met you in person. This is this, <laughs> we've only met virtually, but how, this is how I know you and how I know of your work um, I learned about you through Julie Fafan balser and, um, of balser designs. And she was on the show probably four years ago. And I, from her, I got her email and then I think you guys had paired up. So I had seen you, you, um, with her on things in her blog, but then you, you, lo- you did this creative jumpstart. I think I did it four years ago mm-hmm. and it was, uh, I loved it. It was very, uh, I got to watch people doing their process. So can you tell people what Creative Jumpstart is? And then...
1: Yeah, um, so Creative Jumpstart is an online workshop which um, goes through the month of January every year. Uh, I invite 30 other artists, so including myself, there are 31 artists for every day in uh, January. I come up with a theme every year, which is different. Uh, I invite artists, craft, uh, crafters and makers and all kinds of different things. But mostly uh, it's, de- it's like the big umbrella is mixed media. Um, so and then I give them a theme and um, give them 10 minutes uh, to create a video. Uh, well, not to create the video, but for a <laughs> team. Right. so and then um they send it in and then in january every day a new video of a different artist goes live at the end of january all 31 uh uh, videos are up Uh, a lot of people join every day and they actually try to um do some of the projects that are shown um in real life Um, It's not only projects, it's not, um, it's a mixture between things that are project based. So you, uh, some artists or crafters show something from the beginning to the end and you can follow it. Mm -hmm. Some people show certain techniques, some people um, show a creative way of um, starting yourself out um, and jumpstart your creativity. And the idea that I had why I did it was, um, I, I really, so I'm a summer girl, I really, really dislike winter so much, I can't even tell you. And um, January is my least favorite month. I know this weird, but it's like, you know, it's very cold and it's very boring and dark too. I also used to live uh, in Hamburg, Germany. So it gets, it's like six hours. I'm not crying. I know there's people in Finland that have it worse. I'm saying it's very dark and um, and this, this holiday season is over. So you're kind of like, you're like, okay, I have all these great intentions for the new year, <clears throat> but <clears throat> sorry, I don't know um, how to start with it because I'm kind of empty. Right. And so my idea was that that would jumpstart not only me, but also a lot of other things, uh, other people. And I started, uh, yeah, eight years ago, we do it now for the eighth year in 2019, and um, I invite friends that I know or people that I have been following for a while. Uh, oftentimes, new people, and um, yeah, it's a it's fun and it's a fun community. Um, it's people from all over the world. Uh, about 1,500 people every year. Um, we started out f- for free, and there we had like 7,000 people. So. <laughs> And just to
0: let people know, this is, uh, it's $60 is the full price, but you can get it today and through December 31st for $50, which... This is a steal. So one of the things, um, each week uh, Natalie comes on and kind of talks, I, you kind of, or maybe you've done a different, but the four years that I've seen, um, mm-hmm. one year was really about the artists. It was like the master artists, and that was um, one of my favorites. Last year was about cooking, so it was all these, like, some people chose that to do like a recipe, and they chose to go down, or some people just talked about their favorite ingredients, or some people mm-hmm. did things that were uh different, but it you know, a lot of them are over the overhead where you're not seeing their head, you're just seeing hands working. And sometimes people give you some face time too, which is great. But they're taking these different themes, and sometimes each week kind of has a different um, it's like a unit sort of it mm-hmm. feels like, but I love. So I get art snacks. Have you ever heard of that, Natalie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So so I I love that too. So I can't wait to the beginning of the month because I always think the end of the month's the worst because like you're out of money. You know, I mean, I get paid once a month on the first or well, unless it's a holiday and then you get paid on like the fifth, but whatever. I'm also not complaining. I'm thankful I have a job. But you know, you so art snacks kind of feels like that. I get excited, and it's these little bitty kind of tools. Well, one of the things, like for me, that is, I totally look forward to creative jumpstart because it's that, it is that feeling like I, I was worried you weren't doing it this year. And that's one of the reasons I reached out. I'm like, Hey, I love creative. Jobs. <laughs> I thought you normally like announced it earlier. Cause I swear I had bought it in October. I'm like, I got to get that. When is that coming out? And I was so worried it wasn't going to happen. And so I was like, wait, is this? Cause I also, I wanted to talk to you about how it was a business idea. And so I had told Natalie about something that I'm launching probably in April, but I'll give you guys a little hint, but it's going to be kind of like a business boot camp, sort of like creative jumpstart, where there's going to be people asked and it's not going to be over the head, but you're going to be talking about things. You're going to kind of be giving up um, a little presentation or a lecture, but it'll be on things that maybe we're not so great at, but some of us are really great at some of those things. Mm. So um, I wanted to kind of see what the idea was and where the pitfalls were, because as I'm trying to think about doing something similar different, but similar. And I wanted to know where, you know, how many did you have to up your server, you know, ability from your host, because you were having more 8,000 people or 7,000 people hitting it at the same time, the same day. And, you know, those things that you don't necessarily think of. um, I wanted to know, you know, what it was. So I, one thing I love is that so to me, you know, Natalie's way up here. I'm way, way down here, and I'm like, oh, she took my call. So, so I just love that you're um, so willing to kind of talk to just a normal person. I mean, and when you, you're I'm not, not a person. Too. I know, I know, you are. Um, but I think one of the things I, I think you have a mindset mm-hmm. that I think some people can't. Um, they would like to be like this, but they don't have it. Some, I think for just what I've heard and what I've read is that you have, or what I've seen you do is that you'll see, okay, well I, you might not know how to do that, but you figure it out. And some people get really caught in all the weeds and they um, just say, it's just too hard. I'm not going to figure it out because I know like doc Reed, he has, he's somebody, I think I gave you his name. He's in North Carolina. He's here. And he has, he's a great, um, printmaker, screen printer, does a lot of illustrations. But he also, you know, I think he would, he would be great at making products. But I think a lot of designers would be great at making products too. But sometimes people just don't know enough about the industries or different mm-hmm. industries. And one of the things Natalie and I were talking about was, you know, design is, is very young. There can be a point where I am, I know that I'm the old lady, but it's okay. Cause I'm okay being the old lady um, when all, everybody else is super young, but I feel like I feel like age is just—it's um, how you feel. It's not necessarily a number. And maybe you're all saying that because I'm old, but that's okay. <laughs> but I think Natalie um, you just really take things and you just don't, you're like, somebody else has figured this out. I can figure it out. And that's, that's the thing I love. And I also really appreciate that you're willing to kind of share your knowledge. You shared your knowledge on your blog for so many years, like what you were learning. Um, and I think that that's a really big part of being a teacher. It's also about just being an artist, because if you just stay in your cave, you may have great shows, but it really doesn't and envelop people. And one of the things I've loved about creative jumpstart is every year I've gotten to know somebody else new and there's just been new. And there are one of the things you get 31 videos for $50 until December 31st, even $60 is still a steal, people. And I put the link, um, I'm going to put the link here again. And if you're listening on YouTube or not listening on YouTube, I guess if you're blind, you can listen on YouTube. But if you're listening on iTunes, it's Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-S-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Natalie's studio, but Natalie with an H.com <laughs> slash learn slash online hyphen workshops slash creative hyphen jumpstart all one word hyphen 2019 so (laughs) to to me oh patricia just said how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are and that's a quote by satchel (laughs) page i agree with you patricia so um but it threw me off i can't remember anyway so creative jumpstart think about this you get this jump into the new year you get to see new kinds of techniques and I think Natalie did it and this is the one of the things that I love about you is that you took something you were able to learn from other people and you uh, got inspired but it wasn't it wasn't like you doing all the videos you really shared that with everybody else and then you were able to be inspired from these people as mm-hmm. well
1: Again, yeah, a, lot a, of the, a lot of the artists that are participating <clears throat> as artists, as teachers, they also participate as students because Mm -hmm. I think, especially when you're creative and as you said, you don't want to be stuck in this box, you need some inspiration too. And it's not about, you know, it's not about stealing other people's ideas or, you know, doing the same thing. It's about something that jumpstarts you and that uh, brings you fervor. I mean, you know, I, I take a lot of classes when I have time in person too. Uh, But I think that is a, it's a small bit. It's like 10 minutes. So it's a good, it's a good time you can invest to kind of like get an inspiration. And it might come from something totally else than what's shown in the video. Like you could just, you know, someone could um, make some jewelry and I don't make jewelry, but it can still inspire me to do something else. Right. Um, And I had at least so I always, um, like very, um, spoiled because I get to see the videos way ahead of everyone else. Um, so I had at least of the 30, well, I, I still have to do my video, <laughs> but of the 30 videos that I got, I, there were at least two where I jumped off after I saw them and I went right into my studio and I like, this is it, you know? Um, and that was awesome. One, I did something totally else and one, I did something similar and I didn't show it even. It was just like for me and mm-hmm. to, you know, it was fun and it and, and made me really, it, it was good. I just spent time for myself doing something creative, which is rare. So, yeah.
0: So I want to show some of your work real quick. You do a lot of stuff while you've traveled. In the book, you talk about traveling. So this is one, uh, um, just going to share some, just in case people. So you have this kind of love of architecture as well as like a love of the city. Mm-hmm. Where does that yeah. kind of stem from?
1: Um, I've always been living in cities or most of the, of my life. I was born in, uh, in a, big, a bigger city in, Ge- in Germany, in Düsseldorf. And then I lived in Hamburg and now I live in Jersey City, close to um, New York City. Although who cares about New York? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, And so yeah, um, I love. I love just for me, cities are very interesting. They're always changing. The big painting that you just showed actually stemmed from an exhibition I participated. Um, It was a gentrification piece Mm -hmm. where people in the city were interviewed, and then um, the artists um, that were participating um be, based on the interviews with people what they thought about the changes in the city made their artwork. Um, that piece that you're showing right now is when you come out of the uh path here in Jersey City and it has a, a building with a big mural by um Stepper, uh Shepherd Ferry mm. um, and it's the um it's the wave in the Statue of Liberty and um I called this this Two Show Pass. Um, so you can make up whatever you want through that, but yes, so <laughs> I love to explore, um, my environment. And I also think that, um, buildings, especially old buildings have so much history and stories in them if they could talk. And, um, I, I just love, um, painting those.
0: <laughs> so the other que- the other next question was, is your studio, do you have a home studio? Cause I think sometimes that can be a deterrent if it's not in your house so that you can, uh, get up and get started. Is is your studio and office in your house or is it somewhere else?
1: No, it's uh, it's in our apartment, um, and I'm standing in front of the apartment building, so. I'm living in the old pencil factory that used to do um, the yellow number two. Yeah, pencil. Dixon pencils. <laughs> so that's for Americans. I think everyone knows that. I was like, my husband is super excited that we <laughs> live here. I mean, I, I am too, but he's like, oh, the pencil number two, you know, the yellow pencil. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So knowing now I know everyone who visits us gets a yellow uh, pencil number two when they come <laughs> as a gift. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, we, we live in the old factory, and I my studio actually looks uh, bigger than it is, probably in photos and whatever. It's uh, the landing of the staircase in our uh, duplex. It's pretty small, actually. Oh, nice. Well,
0: still, it's bigger than some people have, for sure, and you have yes. a lot of space to kind of play, and you've done really good with storage, because I've seen lots of videos with you. So, um, what about how did you start working? Um, so you're as an artist and you're creating, but you actually started working as an artist. And I think that this is kind of a, you wrote for a magazine that I've loved for a long mm-hmm. time called cloth, paper, scissors, and it has a lot of different, there's um, textural cloth uh, things that are 3d, but then there's a lot of mixed media and which is what I was interested in as well. So from that Uh, When did you start writing for them? Were you in Germany and you were writing for Cloth, Paper, Scissors? I was actually not.
1: um, That was not my first thing. I think, um, don't ask me why I had the guts to do that, but in 2006, just when I had started with everything, I submitted to uh, a magazine. It's called Somerset Memories Mm -hmm. uh, from Somerset Studios, and they accepted it. Uh, It was a little layout, and then they... um, I don't know why, but somehow they approached me and they asked me if I would do a column for them and it was actually called Natalie Studio and that's where my company name comes from because they were like, let's call it Natalie Studio. So for many years I wrote for them, uh, I think it was uh, four times a year or something, the magazine and now it's less. Uh, And then when that, at some point it was over, that's when I started writing more for cloth paper scissors. Um, also pretty crazy. I mean, I'm German and my English is now maybe a little bit better, but my writing, my written English still sucks. So,
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> <was> so that's <laughs> really Im- impressive then that e- if your English <laughs> wasn't that great, that your <laughs> content, that what you were sharing was so good that they would have editors that could fix that other little Oh, no, stuff, they right? don't really
1: do that. I had just to like really buy, well, my husband also read a lot of stuff back then. I don't do that anymore, but he used to read a lot. And was like, I don't know, (laughs) but it really forced me. I started like just reading English books and stuff. I was like, I gotta get better with this. I gotta get better. (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: Doc, doc saying he's right there with you and he's been American, he's American born. And he's like, so does most of America doesn't <laughs> write real well. So that's absolutely true. So you, you, you start writing Somerset studio and then you um, started writing for cloth, paper, scissors and you're still doing your blog. You're still creating, mm-hmm. you're starting, you're doing more and more um, workshops. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you started kind of working as an artist, right? So what does yeah. that look like in the beginning? You would just go to, um, like, scrapbook stores or you would go to
1: yeah, it was Yeah, it was mostly scrapbook stores, but then once I, you know, then it was also, I mean, it's interesting probably for people that don't know the scrapbooking industry. Scrapbooking is... It well, was huge in America, um, which wasn't in Europe, um, but it was huge in America. And then um, apparently a lot of um, people figured out that you can't sustain making money for, uh, you know, many, many years just off of sheets of paper. Right. So, so the whole industry shifted into the whole like into mixed media. Mm -hmm. um and they were more interested and so a lot of those companies that used to do uh scrapbooking supplies papers and embellishments and all kinds of stuff they nowadays actually make paints and uh, stems too and uh, rubber stems i mean and um all kinds of uh stencils and and such things so from my and de- like I was this kind of, um, with my friend Julie Pfeifan Balzer, which you just mentioned earlier, she and I are very, very uh, good friends. And, uh, you know, we were kind of like the weird underdogs in this like um, scrapbooking industry because people were like, what are these crazy women that throw paints on paper and, you know, like use it in different ways than it should be. Um, but then when they started branching into this mixed media, maybe we started it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when they started branching out into that, we were kind of like already there. We hadn't mm. done it for a couple of years. And so um, a lot of companies reached out to actually us and asked, you know, can you help us or what should we do? And um, then it got easier for us to, to get products with, licensed products with certain companies. So um, I do, as I said, I do um, stencils with Stencil Girl, a a small company, and then um, Stamps now with uh, other small company called Rubber Moon. Uh, Yeah, uh, they're so awesome. (laughs) Not the stamp, I mean the company.
0: The stamps are awesome (laughs) too. Like I love the energy, (laughs) I love the feel. And so this is one of the questions I asked Natalie uh, last week or two weeks ago. I said, well, how do you know, like, did you... Um, and, and I loved her answer because it was really, a, a lot of this whole thing, this this episode's called Following Your Gut or Follow Your Gut. I said, well, are you kind of like looking at the market and seeing what's going to sell? And she absolutely said no. She's like, what did you say? Do you remember what you said to me? I no, said, not
1: word by word, but it,
0: but it was pretty much, no, you just do what you want. You just create work that you would want to use or that you... Um, you're not looking at it like oh I think this would be this would sell well, you're just creating well
1: I think it depends you know, like I don't like that um uh, because I can because when you when you do these things and you have to use them of course to um in order to promote them or in your own artwork. And if I don't like what I do Mm. or it's not what I, then I think that shows you don't use it or you don't use it very often, you know. Mm -hmm. And I actually worked with a different um, STEM company before, um, which is very, I'm grateful to them that they took me on. They are very different in their style um, because they um, are more like, like a kind of, I don't want to say the wrong word, like cutesy style. Um, and very mainstream. They sell in big, uh, big box stores. And I was super excited when, uh, they actually took me on as a licensed designer. I was their very first licensed designer actually. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't even tell you how thrilled I was. And it was awesome. And yes, it was awesome that that happened to me, but it also, um, you know sometimes a door opens and you're like you're so excited you think your dream comes true and then you realize that you actually there are other parts to it that are not that great and one of them was I remember it was the last release we had where they were like well I actually did a cityscape Mm -hmm. and that's what I really wanted to do and then I you know sent it in and um, I did kind of like some things that were like layered. So it was like a set with a stencil and then a a rubber stamp and a foam stamp, which was also two sided. And you could mix and match all of the supplies and layer them up and get different results. Mm -hmm. And so I sent it in and then um, there was a lot of work involved, but then they were like, yeah, the idea and the concept are really cool, but I think what our people really want is a bird. And I was like, a bird, you know, I, like I don't use birds in my word, world, like, it's not nothing bad about birds, but it's not, it's not my thing. And they were like, yeah, but you know, we, we got to sell it and we got to go and then have big box stores buy it, blah, blah, blah. So I did a, I did a bird, you know, I'm not, not proud of my bird, but funny you enough, know, that was the one stamp and all the stamps that I did that sold the least it was the least uh successful and that taught me a lot and now um and then we parted not in a bad not bad you never you try to never end right. a relationship in a bad term but we ended it because i think we weren't a good fit in the long run actually with mm-hmm. what i wanted to do and what they uh have as their customers or people that use their stuff and so uh and then i found this wonderful small family-owned company called rubber moon and she's an artist uh kp is an artist too um who runs the company and you know she's just like i'm like well you know i have this idea i want to do this and this and she's and now i like, i don't know if it sells so and she's like well let's try it you know it's like you you it's your thing and we got you on as our licensed designer because we love your work and let's just see how it works and that is that is a great compliment and a a wonderful uh, opportunity to have. So I'm really, really happy to work with those small companies nowadays. And would I maybe make more money with a company that um, is more mainstream and in more big box stores? I don't know, maybe my stuff wouldn't sell, but (laughs) um, I'm way happier with those small companies and um, being able to really like do what I love and what I'm proud of and what I want to use in my own uh, artwork as well.
0: All right. So how I'm going to share something To, to me. One of the things that I've learned from both you and Julie is just layering. And there's like, this is a unusual use of those stamps or maybe it's not the stamps, but it's, it's a drawing or whatever. But it's really about masking out. It's about toning something else down. And to me, this is just a beautiful piece. This is from your um, Instagram, and so you're you're masking certain things out by pushing them back with white. But there's still some of that texture left over, and some things are stencils that you're you've made or that you've. Uh, you've made for a company. And then some things I think that you end up are having as products are things that you do see yourself doing over and over. And there's, mm-hmm. there's products like the art foamies. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to pull one of those up. Um, oh, 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 there we go. Um, so what's, so if somebody was trying that they just maybe they, I definitely think people should use these things first, right? You can't just go up to a company and be, it's like you trying to write for Somerset Studio or Cloth Paper Scissors and never having done any mixed media. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you have to have a understanding of how people are using this. And one of the things I was trying to get, talk about before was your ability, um, these different generations of people are doing have been doing different generations of things so there's a kind of um you have a typical person who's going to come to a workshop for you Mm -hmm. but I think this I think um the people that I'm talking to that are designers would also really love to just they would love to see what you're doing see the overhead to see kind of how your process works. I love how you work with colors. Sometimes you're very bold and sometimes you're really um, monochromatic in your color choices. And I just think it's um, there's a lot of life going on in these, but I love the layering and the layering really helps tell the story. There's scale. There's all things we do in design. And so really it's just this exploration. And I think designers Mm -hmm. are mixed media people we do things with layers just like you do things with layers except it's we can do hit command z a little bit easier and undo something and so sometimes you have to live with something that you've made and and how how this came across so i yeah. love that. that's how you're ballsy to me is that you are <laughs> able to do that but then that you have i'm just gonna um share the screen real quick and just um, zoom through some of these uh, instagram because there's one in particular because you have all these these beautiful paintings. And this is the one that I was thinking of as very monochromatic. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's also um, the Art Foamies, which is a different kind of fo- um, stamp that you've created um, sets for. And people you know, use different things, and I love this one. I think this mm-hmm. kind of shows that you can really make these patterns of this one kind of things. These are thicker, harder blocks, so they take different kind of, maybe not rubber stamp ink, I guess I know they can, but this they these can take paint a little bit better, right?
1: yeah, they are um, big foam um and i what I love about them is that you can use them as you said, with acrylic paints. these are rubber stems actually, um, but yeah, um, and then you can also print on um, you know different surfaces, so I can use it on fabric or on canvas to And what I love about the foam is that it um, creates texture. Mm. Um, So you have tactile uh, texture because it's never really even, you know, if Mm -hmm. you apply thicker paint on there. I'm a very tactile person. I love um, if something has either um, actual visual um, or visual uh, like um, texture, so any of it, but there needs to be some sort of texture there but I also love just like something that you know like I want to touch this
0: <laughs> so so somebody asked so a tool that maybe a designer would use is like linoleum the art foamies are yeah. are, are different to, to some extent I've, I've actually used some and but can you explain like do you, when you're doing a design for one of those those are very graphic obviously you probably do those at oh, some some on, the, on the computer yeah. right yeah but you started, you probably, did you, do you carve? I know Julie does carve December. So you're, yeah, <laughs> you
1: that's, her,
0: that's <laughs> her thing. You take over January. So, um. but how, so it's not, the foam is thick. It's black. I don't know if it always has to be black, but the ones I've seen are black. And they're, it's not squishy like linoleum. Not that linoleum's really squishy, but it gives more than, the art foamies or those
1: uh, Maybe I, I, I would same. think it's the other way around i okay. think they're a little bit more um i don't have one right here that's unpacked but um so they're they're a little bit you know they don't squish down all the way but they give a little bit and they have to in order that you can actually print with them on um fabric or canvas um gotcha. so they're not as rigid Um, But I don't carve those. I mean, I I might draw some designs, but funny enough with the art foamies, those are mostly done uh, inspired by uh, photos and my travels and things that I've seen. And then uh, with the very rudimentary, that's why you guys are way better than me, (laughs) um, very sad. Photoshop, it's not even Photoshop, it's Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, Skills that I have, I make, you know, I I create um, some files and then I have someone who who has to help me making them into better files. So that the company, I work with a company in Canada, they're the Art Foamy's owners, uh, also a small company, Emmy. Uh, all my companies are funny enough, uh, owned by women, uh, which I find is awesome. And um, so e- Emmy doesn't want to kill me when she gets my files. So.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm putting over in the chat, and it'll be in below if you're listening on iTunes, or it'll be below in uh, YouTube. So it's NatalieStudio. dot slash shop slash in store, and you can get her her. I think they're cling stamps, the clear ones, right?
1: Uh rubber uh, they're rubber stamps stamps. Okay, yeah. So
0: rubber stamps for like the 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 stroll through the hood, right? Yeah. Like those ones. And then the there are some I think art foamies in there also, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you're use you're creating things that you want
1: to use in your work, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's the most important I mean, I guess it depends on what you're doing, right? If you're, if you're an, um, desi- I'm not a designer, really, right? So I wouldn't call myself a designer. I'm not an illustrator. Um anything that I would say there would be the biggest lie ever <laughs> on earth. As you just heard, oh I barely know my way around on in Photoshop elements. Um but...
0: I would think you were an illustrator. I actually don't think you need to use a computer to be an illustrator, but you're definitely a storyteller. You definitely do things in series, and that's an illustrator to me. Okay. So I think you you are definitely a storyteller. So I want you to claim that one. Um but to me like you you have a lot of other avenues you're you're making work you're making art you um you are also making products and mm. then you're still making art with those products and then you're making you're still teaching workshops i see mm-hmm. that you guys you and julie went to australia and y'all go mm-hmm. all around and you go all around and you do things and then you write books, you do creative jump starts. So there's lots of other avenues of revenue. Where, when in these seven years did you, I mean, obviously you didn't start day one being like, Hey, we're going to do these 18 different things of revenue, but you had ideas yeah. of what you wanted to do. And then what didn't you expect? What, what did you seven years ago? Did you not expect? And now you're, it's an area of revenue. It's a, a revenue stream.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't pre-ask you that one. Sorry about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think, I think, um, so teaching was kind of like, you know, that was in the beginning already. Um, But I think like... So all of these things sound like, you know, and I think everyone who is a designer, artist, you know, we all know that. It's not that you get like a gazillion dollars, (laughs) right? So um let's face it sometimes i get a royalty check every i mean i get like my royalties every three months and one of them might be just like 60 bucks you know and that's 60 bucks (laughs) so so you know it's not that you you can just like lay down and say that's awesome you know i don't have to work and do anything anymore which i don't think i wanted to either i love creating and do things like that um, but the biggest surprise, I think the biggest surprise that I would have never thought would have been like the, the DVDs that I did with, uh, Network. Oh, was, that's funny. Sorry. Um, the biggest thing was probably like the DVDs. Um, and I think like doing that in America too, in a different country, in a different language um, that was pretty weird and I wouldn't have thought so. So um, tell them about
0: that. Cause that's another thing. So you're doing workshops and then art. So cloth, paper, scissors, I think is owned by the artist network, right? Or yes. if they're connected yeah. to them in some way. F-A-W, yeah. Oh yeah. So F and W. So they bought the memory makers where I used to work okay. scrapbooking magazine. Um, so, and that's how magazine was F and W. So if you're, you know, in design, it's definitely, um, a, an area that is they're crafters, they're designers, they're artists. So they also have this whole uh, group of things that you can find on Amazon or you can find through cloth, paper, scissors mm-hmm. or wherever and that it's this co- thing called Artist Network. And they do mm-hmm. videos. You can watch like short clips of videos on YouTube that are this and then you can also pay. And these are, sometimes there's just a PDF. It's um, they'll, kind of like a little ebook sort of. Um, But you're just getting this sometimes they'll also do a DVD with Uh it and that's what Natalie was asked to do So and this has been um, you've you've done a few of these. It's not like you did one and done So what when were you approached in the beginning? And do you think it was just from the doing the writing with cloth paper scissors? Um, That's another
1: like weird thing where I'm sad like sometimes things happen and you're like what just happened, you know, so um, I at some point, I was asked, and I think it was because of their articles, to do what's called an art journaling. They called it Art Journaling Life. Um, what they did was they invited four people, four artists, uh, to, a, to a craft convention. And then um, those four artists would do a class live in front of 70 people. They would go all get the same um, amount, the same supplies. And then each of them had like, I I don't know anymore. Maybe it was an hour or half an hour. We had um, time to do an art journal spread. So like a visual journal, sorry about that. (laughs) I need Uh, to eat. (laughs) Uh, He's deaf, so he can't hear us. (laughs) But we can hear him. (laughs) So you would do the spread and and then they would film it. And while we were teaching it to 70 people live and then that would become the dvd and um i don't know why they thought i was a good fit because again you know not my language <laughs> so they asked me for the second edition to do the live show and um i think they they liked how it worked and how i was doing live and going on the dvd that after um the the thing like right on at the venue there um the producer came to me and she said would you would you be interested in doing a couple dvds with us uh, and i was like i guess so <laughs> i mean you know i was like oh my god so and yeah that's that's how that came and i think from that actually doing the dvds and then being closer with the publisher came also the possibility for the book it's always like a kind of like a Mm -hmm. like things that you don't expect would go together or come out of it funny enough all the things that i planned never really worked out (laughs) all (laughs) the things that i kind of just like rolled with it and i saw an opportunity that that worked out so well i think
0: that's one of your superpowers right that's one of the things is just saying yes and not Mm -hmm. necessarily knowing but you just said yes and we'll see because you, maybe you didn't have that in your plan, but it ended up being um, it's a good avenue for meeting new people or a good avenue for getting more workshops or it's a good avenue for uh, making some extra uh, money or extra connections with other people like Rubber, uh, Rubber, Rubber Moon. Rubber Moon, yeah, yeah. So and I think sometimes it is. It's about these relationships. And, and I feel like on the outside, we think, oh, they just, you know, she's doing, I mean, you are a Liquitex artist, like, that's super (laughs) impressive, like, you're on the packaging, like, that's amazing, and, and I think that it is because of you and your work, it's, um, has, you know, you've said this a couple times, like, I did my English, but, like, I think your English (laughs) is great,
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, I think, you know, um, I actually was also lucky with Liqu- Liquitex, um, because they started working with me when I was still in Germany, because they were looking for someone doing something in mixed media in the European market. And then I moved and they were like, dude, you're moving to New Jersey, we're in New Jersey. So You know, it was again, it was like kind of like things that um, happened there. but. Um, One of the things that I often think about, so one of my very, now a good close artist friend is actually works at through Liquitex. I got to know him, Jimmy Leslie. He's their in house artist. Uh, for many, many years, he uh, was a college professor for art, and he's just an amazing, uh, cool dude. Uh, but you know, sometimes I call him up, and I'm like, I don't know. But I remember <laughs> when you know when Liquitex asked me this, and then at the same time, um, a student of mine who works for Pratt asked me if I would do um, some courses at Pratt for the continuing education um, department. And I called Jimmy up and I said, you know, this is the first time where I'm all really think like, this is too much. Like, like, I feel like a total fraud. And, and Jimmy was like, and you know, he's kind of like a mentor for me. And Jimmy was like, well, you, you know, the only thing you have to do is like, you have to be just one step ahead of everyone. <laughs> right. And I was like, what? what? And he's like, well, you just have to be one step ahead. So, and then you figure it out as you go. And, and basically I was like, well, I guess that's what I have been doing all all along. I've just been figuring out, but in a way it's not nothing different to what you do when you are a paralegal in a law office, because uh, you know, you get all kinds of different cases and no, no case is the same as the other. And and you may, you are always just one step ahead and then you get the reply from the other lawyer and you know you go back and forth or whatever. And then you're like, okay, now we start from scratch. We do research, we figure out how we do that. So I think that's what I learned there. Mm. Um, and that helped me uh, too, but Jimmy's right. <laughs> Maybe two steps ahead is good though. <laughs>
0: So definitely have been in situations like that when I was teaching, uh, sometimes if you're learning something new, but my friend Christo, he always says, just teach what you're learning because you don't have to be an expert. You'll never be an expert, but I think that's been your 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 cape of your superpower the entire time is that you have been willing to teach what you were learning while you were learning. And you're always exploring. You try different things. You try different tools. You're not just doing the same artwork that you did three years ago. You're not doing the same artwork that you did in the summer. Mm. So I think that that's, um, I think that's, that's when we get stagnant and we, and we stop. That's where the life start. It starts being a factory work instead of right. something that's enriching. So doc asked, when did you, what did you learn from taking it on when you felt underqualified?
1: Um, what did I learn? Um, that I, (laughs) breathing is good. No, (laughs) no, I think I learned that I, and you know, I still think that I'm still learning because Mm -hmm. I still am in those situations, um, and get myself in there. But I think I learned that, um, everything will work out. Mm. I mean, like if you, you know, I, yeah, I can't just like, you know, stay in bed and sleep and think that <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen. But I think that everything works out. And I, I think my biggest, um, my biggest thing that I've always, I learned it and I also lift it is communication is key. Mm. Like if I feel like I can't, I can't deliver, you know, uh, in a certain way or there are problems or, you know, something I see. Um, I did, I did something, um, this year with, um, actually with Liquitex and it was, uh, just, they gave us this task that was so insane. (laughs) And I, I basically, I went back and I said, it's not doable. Uh, instead of just, you know, like my the, the other artist I worked with was like, I don't know. And then they might just like say, well, then we go somewhere else. And I was like, well, but we can't deliver. We will deliver something that's not good. And we need to communicate that as early as possible. So I think communication mm. is key, something I learned. And um, also that it's okay to say no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and sometimes it's, it, there's something different about um, imposter syndrome. Um, I always uh said superpower i have this thing with superpowers but i also have this thing i felt like i was a super poser because really s and w are right next to each other on the keyboard like i always when i try type power i type poser and so i was like oh i am See, even subconsciously but i think that there's something in no when you know what you can do even if you haven't done it before. There's that, and then there's also knowing what's possible, and I think right. that comes with experience, right? Like, if you want me to do this, and it should take me two days, and you're giving me two hours, I can't yeah. give you a two-day right. result in two hours. You're you're not going to get that.
1: So I think that's the fear that we all have, um, and probably you know most of you probably know that is that if I pass up on that opportunity or I say no, then then that will be it my life is over <laughs> I will never get a better gig or something and you know it, it is it is uh scary when you're a freelancer and you know this is what brings like your uh it's your bread and butter and you're like okay I'm just now telling this one big company that I've you know right. really want to keep I, c- I can't deliver you know I can't I can't do it the way how you how you want and it, it worked out. <laughs> it was good. Well,
0: I I think whenever I've heard people tell these stories, they don't want to give up the opportunity, but sometimes they'll say no, and then sometimes something will surprise them. The company will come back, or maybe they say yes. Um, Andy J. Miller of Creative Pep Talk—he's another podcaster. He talks about um, he wanted to work for I don't remember maybe Nickelodeon or something, mm-hmm. and he got this opportunity like thirteen years ago, and it he just didn't couldn't do what they wanted. And then he's like, I have ruined it. I will never get this opportunity again. But then he did like 10 years later, they gave him another opportunity because he had grown and it's different and people become. So I feel like, you know, there's always different people. You're going to inspire different people at different times um, in, in their life. And so I feel like, you know, if you're continuing to keep growing I think that will happen. So we are off. We are at our one hour. I was about to say one year mark. So really answer these super fast. Okay. Natalie. Okay. You travel a lot. You do a lot of workshops. Um, What's the best way for um, how have you, uh, cause you draw a lot while you're on your Mm -hmm. travels. I'm skipping some of these questions is traveling something that's always inspired your creativity because in the book you talk about it a lot. You, you, it's a lot of traveling and things to do while you're in. So has that always been, or is that something since you've been an adult?
1: No, um, I'm, I am a real half Italian. <laughs> so my father was Italian. Uh, he died when I was a baby. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I spent most of my summers, uh, with my family in Italy. So I would be put in a plane by my mom and then, uh, uh, you know, taken there somewhere, abducted. <laughs> no, I love like it. So, but yeah, and I, I, I we, tra- we moved a lot too and I always loved exploring new area, new environments and realizing what's new and what's old, uh, what's, what's, mm. same, what's new um, and just like, I'm just a very, very curious person. So yes, traveling has always inspired me.
0: So you have some pictures from Amsterdam that I'm showing now. So, in these, you do a lot of buildings, There's, um, but you definitely, I'm assuming that these buildings were not these colors, that maybe no. they were <laughs> sort of, but that's the thing I love about your work. There is a lot of texture, there's a lot of different color, and you're seeing just the the beauty in some of these older kind of buildings. Um, whoops, I didn't mean to go there, but there's this is another one, and then this is a great quote. I think I asked you, the question was, what advice would you give your younger self? And then you told me, oh, show this one. So I'm showing this one. Can you talk us through this? Why you think that and read the quote so that people listening. Uh,
1: It says, don't cheat yourself out of the liberating process of art making by limitating yourself to perfection. Um, And that comes of course from my art teacher back then, Um, but also um, because I think we all have this kind of like perfect picture in our head. And um, then if that doesn't get there and in all kinds of, you know, whether it's like art making or whatever, but you have this perfect picture in your head and that limitates you. Uh, and sometimes you get too scared to do anything because you're like, I will never get to this. So um, speaking of um, imposter or poser, uh, you know, like, <laughs> if you're like, Oh, I I'm, i can't really do this or I will not do that. Then you take yourself, away the joy of art making and creating and trying things out so um so if i was talking to myself as a younger self i would try to tell i wouldn't listen though i i wasn't a good listener then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so well obviously you listen to that one teacher the eighth grade teacher or what she was like right you you chose to listen to her like <laughs> instead of the other people so but but i think it all makes you who you are and it, it really does make it for a fascinating story that you really kind of went a different direction, but I do think it's the research. It is the ability to kind of think on your feet and that every case is different and every, um, every canvas is different. Every, mm-hmm. every um, building is different, right? There's always. So <laughs> um, Taylor laughed that my younger self wouldn't listen. So Doc had a question about communicating and I want to get to mm-hmm. it. Do you have to learn to communicate differently with different people and personalities?
1: Um, yeah, I think you mean like for, um, I guess
0: business out. relationships, he's saying in the beginning, and then you morph into being more of yourself as the relationship develops and become more familiar. Does and he says, Does that make sense? So, like in these relationships, let's say, like with um, rubber moon, you kind of knew it was a good fit because she was willing to take a chance on mm-hmm. something you thought was also a good idea. Um, how, and, and the other one may have been like, okay, well, I'm going to try this with this other stamp company, but it just ended up not, it wasn't a good fit. But I think, I don't know if you were, if you did have different, if you communicated differently in the beginning, I think everybody starts. I um, know.
1: yeah, I'm, I'm doc I just read like a super, I'm a, I'm a pretty casual person too. Uh, I'm not really, you know, uh, even the law offices where I work, we were small offices and uh, very uh, close and very unsimilar to what you think a law office is. As I said, we are pro bono people, you know? Right. So (laughs) lawyers came with backpacks into the office anyway. um, So uh, for me, it was hard to uh, realize how to communicate sometimes in an uh, environment that was uh, like big, bigger companies um, also uh, their American way of doing things is a little bit different um, so in Germany um, even though you're casual you're very to the point mm. so we are very very direct probably why I love New York so much <laughs> and Jersey <laughs> because it's like very close to me so I had to learn to uh, not, as we say in Germany, fall with the door right into of the house. <laughs> <laughs> in um, that is a little bit hard still to me. Um, I just don't like uh, playing games. or um, So I'm not very good with that. Um, but I think on the other hand, that sometimes people see that and they actually enjoy working with someone who's very direct and tells them, Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is what I can do and this is what I cannot do. I think most of the companies that I uh, work with have, I have met some of those people at some of the conventions and that was like a, a point. Um, I'm not good in making relationships without uh, ever talking to someone. I think my written my written me <laughs> is still very like, you know, very... <laughs> I could could take off
0: too hard uh, of time.
1: (laughs) Communication skills,
0: (laughs) but we're always improving. I'm improving too, and I don't know any other language, so I know how to say please in German. That's it, (laughs) right? So, so um, another quick one. How do you recharge, and what inspires you?
1: Um, I do recharge uh, spending tons of times with my friends going outside and I am an avid reader I read so much I, it's nuts I, I read every nonfiction um, no nonfiction fiction? fiction sorry what am I talking about <laughs> fiction fiction yeah so I read a lot um, and that's how I recharge yes
0: so when did you start thinking of yourself as an artist and also an entrepreneur or do you I think of yourself as that because I definitely do.
1: Um, I probably, I think I thought of myself as an entrepreneur earlier than I was thinking of myself as an artist. So probably seven years ago, I was like, I'm an entrepreneur, <laughs> um, artist. Um, I think through a lot of friends that I have now, uh, also here in the States that are artists and have been very, uh, have also not been to art school and very successful, and telling me to not listen to that weird voice in my head. Um, I'm for not that long, I feel like very confident in just saying, I'm an artist. And if you have a problem with that, that's your problem, not mine. Right. <laughs> <Same>. Right. <laughs> for sure.
0: Okay, so we are giving away this book. This is Natalie's book, it came out in June. And it is full. Let me just real quickly tell you, there's tons of stuff. Like if you, if now with all this, you're like, I want to get my hands dirty. She has these great, each section kind of has an exploration worksheet and it kind of takes you through some things that you could do. And then there's, um, like the, the page that's always opposite. It's kind of giving you a tip. This one is take public transportation whenever possible. Um, she does a lot of stuff while she's traveling. There's that one from, I think, Sydney, the Opera House, that I love so much. Um, I know I'm skipping some. And I think we talked about, maybe not, but we talked about these masking. And she does these mono prints. And with that one piece that I showed you, this is a def- different, but it's kind of the same technique where she's kind of cutting out. And these are step by step. So you kind of get to go through the entire process. And she's using, I think, a jelly print or jelly plate jelly plate yeah and I tried to make one uh it didn't work I think you should just purchase one from uh (laughs) the maker uh but and so she's kind of taking you through the whole process but I want to show you guys this there's just so much texture in there which I absolutely love and then um and the back is just filled with some other people who um definitely have inspired me as well um there's i think jimmy that you were talking about oh yeah that's jimmy (laughs) (laughs) there's jimmy and this is ray and uh julie's in here too with her stuff as well so it's just the last chapter is just filled with people that also kind of inspire and do similar stuff as natalie so this book is gonna go to someone in the beginning there's a whole bunch of tools and things that you probably have and maybe haven't used in a while so I want you just to say stop at some point, and then I'm going to pick one of the people in the chat, so anytime between now and whenever you want to, you can say, and I'll, (laughs) that person will win. Okay, stop. (laughs) Okay, it is, let's see, it's Brian, so he's gone, but I know Brian, so I'm going to send Brian, this and Brian's also a painter, so he will love this. He and his wife are both painters, so they go out. They like to go outside. So he, Brian, congratulations!
1: Uh, congratulations!
0: I will text him and let him know. So, um, he will. They're all saying that. So for sure, <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much. I want to make sure everybody knows how they can get in t- contact with you, and hopefully, you guys, some of you guys, will go. And do Creative Jumpstart with me and Natalie in January. And you can get your your $50 ticket. If you're listening, you can get it from, I'm going to put the thing in the chat again. But if you go to Natalie'sstudio.com, remember Natalie with an H, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-S-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. And that's right there. And then you can also follow her on Facebook at Natalie studio on Instagram. It's Nat Kallbach, Kalbach, K A L B A C H. It's just N A T. And then her last name, which I just said, I'm hopefully didn't completely mess it up. Um, and then if you want to get her book and you're not Brian, um, then you <laughs> can go to Natalie studio.com slash shop slash in store. She also has a ton of like, um, uh, one of the things about Creative Jumpstart is that you get, you can download all the videos. For almost a year, you have access. And then um, she gives you a warning, hey, I'm gonna be taking these off the site. Um, but that's another great thing that Creative Jumpstart is. But there's also other classes that y- you you teach online. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that you guys, if you are in New York sometimes, she, or around there, she'll have in-live, in-person classes. Um, or maybe you want to bring her down to an AIGA event or something. I'm sure she would be up for something like that as well. Um, maybe doing a workshop, but then there's also, um, you can take some of these classes online and they they're great. They're absolutely terrific. You can buy products. I think I got some stamps and hopefully I think I'm going to get them this week. So I can't wait to make, I'm getting ready for creative jumpstart. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, and you can also, um, oh, on, I said on Instagram, books and products and classes. And then do you send out um, a list of classes that you're, if you're traveling around, um, how would people, if they wanted to take one of your workshops, what's the best way for them to find out when your workshops are?
1: Um, usually Facebook or the newsletter. So okay. um, I post everything on Facebook. I have no in-person workshops planned for next year though. Well, it's early. It's not even next no, year. No, I, I really don't. <laughs> oh, you, you don't want to do any workshops? I might do some if it's something you know where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking a break to. You're return. taking a
0: sabbatical. Yeah. That's good. I think that's that's terrific. <laughs> I took one last January. So, Natalie, thank you so much. Thank you for being my last guest for 2018. It was a great. Uh, Last uh, episode for me, I am super excited that I got to pick your brain and thank you very much. And if you're listening and you want to support the show, you can always do that by going to patreon.com slash Diane Gibbs and Diane's with one N and two B's. And these are all in the bottom. If you love to read, then you would love two free books from Audible. Um, You can do that by going to bit.ly bit.ly slash design recharge, and you will get two f- two free books from Audible, which I love to read too, and I listen to some fiction. I know that's, maybe that's not considered reading, but I do, I have a long drive, and obviously you can't read your book and drive, so I listen, and people, uh, Game of Thrones I listen to, and they're doing all these accents, and it's just fantastic. I think it's better than the TV show for sure. So there's other things. I also listen to uh, nonfiction books as well. So if you guys want to do that. And then when I make websites, I use the Divi, which is the, a theme. I love this theme. If you want to check it out, you can purchase one. Or you, if you're uh, doing a lot of web design, then you can do um, you can purchase the whole thing for $250. And, and my cost doesn't go up. These are just affiliate links. So I just get a cut of that. So you can go to bit.ly, bit.ly slash Diane loves Divi. And that's over in the chat too. Anyway, Merry Christmas, happy hmm. Hanukkah, happy whatever you Kwanzaa or whatever people celebrate. Um, I'm happy to be taking the next two or three weeks off and We will see you in the new year. And we start the year off with Britt Davis, who is the designer at the Falcons. And Britt is a woman, if you didn't know. And she is, I'm excited because a lot of times in men-dominated sports, like football, um, there's not a lot of women um, that are even in the industry doing things. I mean, in the past few years, there have been commentators and Think people, women are on the sidelines, and not just as cheerleaders, right? They're interviewing the coaches or whatever. So, just breaking into that field, I think, is a really big thing, and I'm excited to interview Britt. Uh, I think it's the first Wednesday in January, so January starting us off with a bang, and I'm excited to have you guys come along for the ride. I hope you guys will come and join me with creative jumpstart because I will be using every single day. I love it. Like it really, I look forward to January. Like I look forward to my art snacks and I don't get paid from art snacks at all, but I like them. But I, I think I love January more. I was so worried Natalie wasn't doing this that I emailed her and made sure but so i'm i hope you guys will i hope you guys will do it it's to me super cheap for what you get out of it and it's 31 videos that will just knock your socks off so i can't she hadn't told me what the theme was i can't wait to learn what the theme is we'll see but natalie thank you thank you
1: so much thank you so much that was so much fun i enjoyed it a lot thank you <laughs> thank you and we will see you guys in 2019